Hello and welcome to the Opposite Effect Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Dado. I am one of your co-hosts, Dave Worth. And we are one week closer to Armageddon. I, yeah, well, always. Yes. Uh, but I mean, like, as the numbers get into single digits, oh yeah, it, yeah like yeah. it's more impactful. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like sure. when we were kids, it was always like, oh, that's so far away. Yeah. But now it's like, could you believe it? Armageddon's I'm right around the corner. Forty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm almost gonna die. Yeah. Um, Which will happen first? Uh, but quickly, don't worry. It, it's probably Flash quickly. Flash of light on the for, on the horizon. Yeah. Or yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on that positive note, mm. uh, let's get into this week's episode. So yeah. many things have happened. So much happened. Uh, I um, I got sad for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I got angry for a while. Um, I recall a period of time on Monday where I was scrolling through my Twitter uh-huh. and thinking to myself, nothing major has broken yeah. in the last hour, and I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it quickly ended. Yeah. I recall a time before this time. Not well. Yeah. But before that fucking tangerine nightmare rode down an escalator in Trump Tower. Yeah. Where the internet was mostly you just watching videos of dogs farting and waking themselves up. Yep. Yep. Where you uh, see that uh, monkey pick it, pick it that its own butt and then smell its hand and fall off the branch. Yeah. Most that wonderful monkey. video ever. Oh, that monkey's so good. Ah. Uh, yeah, now everything I see, he's hijacked all of us. Yeah. No matter what side of this you're on, you're just, you're, you're in it. Uh, there are people, I'm sure, who aren't. Uh, no, but 87% are, of Republicans, according to our most recent poll, are totally on board. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but whether, whether or not they're on board or, or, or uh, opposed... Um, they're involved. There, there are people, I'm sure, who are like low information about all this and are just like, you know, zenly going through their normal lives. Yeah. And I, I want to know their secret. Yeah, no, I envy the dead um, <laughs> in this scenario. Yes. Uh, all right, so let's get into our crazy Trump tweets. All right, well, um, he didn't do any this week. He didn't tweet. Oh, anything. they were all normal? They, uh, he didn't even tweet this week. He, he, took, he took a break from Twitter you know, like everybody does now and then, just, you know... It was what like, did he do? Um, spent time with his family, governed, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, here's, what I, here's what I wish. Um, I'm hoping that we eventually evolve... Sure. ...out of crazy Trump tweets to crazy Instagrams, um, where it's just him, like, wearing wacky outfits, <laughs> you know? Like, it's equally as crazy, but it's done like, exclusively in pictures. Kind of like... But uh, they have to be pictures he took. Kind of like uh, Rod, the music pro- producer's uh, uh, Instagram. I don't know check that. The, oh, my God. Check out his Instagram. It's, okay. it's all him wearing funny hats. All right. So let's get into it. I'm, I'm sure that... Uh, he tweeted a lot this week, actually. Um, so the first eight tweets I'm going to read as one, you may catch a theme. Here we go. Left Paris for USA. We'll be heading for New Jersey and attending the hashtag US Women's Open, their most important tournament, this afternoon. Next tweet. tweet. I will be at the at USGA, hashtag US Women's Open, in Bedminster, New Jersey tomorrow. Big crowds expected and women are playing great. Should be very exciting. We'll be at the U- Women's US Open today. 
just got to the hashtag U.S. Women Open in Bedminster, New Jersey. People are really happy with record high stock market up over 17% since election. The women played great today at the at USGA, hashtag U.S. Women's Open, American flag emoji. I look forward to being there tomorrow for the final round. Thank you to all the supporters who far outnumbered the protesters yesterday at the Women's U.S. Open. <laughs> Very cool. I am at the at USGA hashtag US Women's Open. An amateur player is co-leading for the first time in many decades. Very exciting. Congratulations to Sun Huang Park on winning the 2017 at USGA hashtag US Women's Open American flag. Well, thank you guys for listening this week. Uh, welcome uh, another episode of the Donald Trump tweets golf podcast. Yeah, he didn't even live tweet the golf though. Like he could have been like, "Ooh, interesting thing just happened. Somebody shot." No, he wasn't watching. Somebody did a thing. Uh, People shoot under par quite frequently. Yeah, I don't know anything about golf. Okay, I, 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 it involves a tiny ball, right? Yes. Okay, cool. That's what I know about golf. I also, I, I greatly enjoy that his, um, uh, he had no branding capability in this. Like he couldn't remember what the tournament was called several times he referred to it as the women's u.s open the at usga u.s women's open um he's and the reason obviously uh, that i picked this uh, these ones out um obviously it's stupid that the president spends this amount of time on golf these are eight of his tweets in about three days and while at the, while leaving the G20, while leaving the G20, while the healthcare bill imploded and then came back to life and then imploded again. And then we don't know um, while any number of great injustices were visited upon various people around the world that he could have done something about. Americans went missing in places. Other Americans killed other Americans. Um, this is what the president was focused on in part because Bedminster is home to a Trump property where the U.S. Women's Open was being played. Right. Uh, Two things to keep in mind about this. Um, One, uh, the women who were playing in the U.S. Women's Open, by and large, said, hey, uh, we'd rather not play at his golf course. Can we move it to, like, fucking anywhere else? Um, And basically the USGA said no, because he's going to sue us into oblivion if we try to, because we've already signed a bunch of deals. So everybody kind of did it in protest. Right. The second part, and the reason you saw eight tweets, um, is because nobody went to the fucking thing. <laughs> it was a historically low attended and a historically low viewed golf tournament. Right. Because people were collectively like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I also enjoy that he said thank you to all the supporters who far outnumber the protesters as if people normally protest golf. Oh, yeah. Like, they were they were there. To, whether or not there were protesters, there were protesters at a golf tournament. That's unprecedented. Yeah, but there were more supporters. No, there were any protesters. It's golf. They well, were protesting at a golf tournament. I mean, it's, it's usually just the people who, like, work on the, on the driving range mm-hmm. because golfers tend to... Um, aim 
at the guys who are picking up the balls at the driving range. Oh, sure. So uh, a lot of times you'll see protesters that are just like, fuck those guys. They tried to hit me in my little cart. Yeah. Um, which I'm assuming... And sometimes they'll yeah. agitate with their bosses for a better cart. Right. Uh, like windows that can take a ball, golf hit. Yeah. Um, you don't want the window because you'll get the salt. You need the fencing to, like, whatever. Let's not get into that right now because that's off topic. Um, point is, um, it was, like, it was a complete waste of any mental thought whatsoever. Yeah. But it was also clearly one of those scenarios where, like, he was promoting it in that way because you could do something about it. Because right. so many of the other golf courses, so many of the golf courses that he owns are generally, like, membership required. Right. So, like, you can't really drum up a ton of business for them. No. You're drumming up business against, like, with a very specific elite group of people. But this was a way that he could push ticket sales, which were notoriously bad. Which, in some ways, some people might view that as profiteering yeah. from the presidency. Yeah, maybe um, a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, but at least in this case... He didn't. Yeah, he failed. Yeah. So that's uh, that happened. Uh, we got a few more crazy Trump tweets, though, because he did do some things that weren't golf. Yes. Uh, we didn't do the Obamacare one? Uh, yes. Uh, keep in mind, before we get into this, we're going to talk more about Obamacare later. We just, yeah. This one needed its this own time. This one needed its own time. Um, the Republicans never discuss how good their health care bill is. And it will get even better at lunchtime. The Dems scream death as O'Care dies. I think I may have forgiven everything Trump's done so far if he'd included that like musical thing at the end. You know, like yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I think we've. Discovered yet another of his personalities. Yes, metal, metal Don. Metal Don, nice. Um, yeah, no, he's. Uh, I mean, who writes the sentence? The Dems scream death as O'Care dies. Yeah, I, I am who I am. Very much like not a grammar Nazi. Sure. Um, but as I was reading it, I was like, uh, if you could just read the first sentence again the republicans never discuss how good their health care bill is and it will get even better at lunchtime right um never discuss how good their health care b- bill is comma ampersand mm-hmm. and it will get better at lunchtime yeah so comma end yeah which is not generally that's the oxford comma i believe yeah um is that appropriate and i'm wrong um it's uh, generally not used in, I mean, it's called the Oxford comma, as I understand it. It's generally not used in American English. Okay. Um, it also is usually used in a run of, like, several. So, like, yeah. uh, lemons, comma, oranges, comma, and limes. Right. You don't put the comma before the last end. Right. That would be the Oxford comma in, yeah. in, the, in the thing I said. But, like, it's also not usually used to set off two thoughts. Correct. Um, it's usually used in, in a run of several. And um, the and itself is considered the pause, usually, uh, dramatically. I am hoping, um, and again, uh, if one of our listeners wants to call in or do whatever, you know, uh, even though this isn't live. This but, is not live. But let's figure out, contact us at, uh, uh, at theoppositeeffect.com uh, or visit our Facebook page. Um, how many of you, because we said 80%, 87%, according to a recent poll uh, of Trump supporters, 
uh, still approve of the president's performance. Sure. How many of you believe that Dems are screaming death as O'Care, as O'Care dies? Well, I mean, in fairness, if Obamacare does die, a lot of us will scream while dying. You, will you scream death? I I mean, I'll probably more... Uh, as you'll I scream die, I am dying. I'll scream I'm dying or possibly the word Trump as I die. Yeah, but or not... Or maybe I wish my mom was here or something. But I mean, this basically implies that like Democrats are going like, ha ha ha, fucking die. Damn scream death as yeah. O'Care dies. Um, I just want to know one person on the planet that supports that statement. Because I can't imagine I don't even anybody... Know, I, I don't really know what it means. What could it mean? The Dem scream death as O'Care dies. It means... I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I'm not doing well. I'm, I'm not well. I'm a not well man who's become the president. Right. That, again, we've talked about how this presidency is different than any other presidency that uh, we're aware of. Um, that would be a question that anyone in the press mm-hmm. or in the public or in the private or right. dead like for many years would be like hey can you clarify that statement sure like we've only had twitter for two presidencies right we had it for the yeah. obama presidency it was just catching fire as they started to run in 08 and they we they had it for uh obviously they've had it for as much of the trump presidency as we've had so it's a little uh, difficult to say like what if this had happened during the reagan presidency or whatever um uh but taking any other president and saying, okay, like Donald Trump communicates with us constantly via this medium. Yeah. What, uh, what media did they most frequently communicate with us by? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now insert the statement <laughs> at any point in right, the presidency. Think of listening to a fireside Dems chat. Scream death. As O'Care dies. Yeah. Insert that statement into their presidency, just slide it in there in whatever media they would use, and then imagine the rest of their presidency. Right. If Bill Clinton had said that, yeah. it would be in history books yeah. as people going like, wait, what? What, is it? Yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it would be like saxophone, um, uh, Oval Office BJ... Dem scream death as O'Care dies. Right. But this... This is... This is... This, isn't, this even, isn't even his most this retweeted tweet. This isn't, okay. even, this isn't anywhere near, like, uh, pussy tape, Russian collusion, back channel to Russia, um, uh, three million uh, illegal votes. Uh, but, but to your point... I was taped is, in the Oval Office. To your point, it is the lyric of about... 500 future songs. Oh, my God, yes. Like, I, I am confident that it's within that, 20... By the time you listen to this podcast... It's too bad the lead singer of Guar died because they would have done something great with this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean they're still, they still exist, don't they? Don't they have, like, a different lead singer? I'm not sure. I, uh, I don't know, well, to be honest. point is... I was sad. Uh, look it up. After you listen to this podcast, just go to YouTube... Just and and put it. in Dem Scream Death is O'Care Dies, I guarantee you there's somebody who's already done a song for yeah. this. I mean, if they haven't, like, 
I'm going to get me a blonde wig and a bunch of backup players and just start touring as like yeah. Metal Don. I'll, we'll post our favorite ones on the Facebook page. And by <laughs> that, I mean I will because Dave's not on Facebook because that's how they get that's you. That's how they get you. All right, moving right along. Hillary Clinton, all one word, mm-hmm. can illegally get the questions to the debate and delete 33,000 emails. But my son Don is being scored by the fake is being scorned by the fake news media. Mm-hmm. C- couple of things there. Please. Um, uh, immor- the, the, the debate question thing, immoral, no doubt. Like, she shouldn't have gotten the questions. The questions should not have been given got, to her. She got one question okay. from Donna Brazil. And also, I don't give a shit because everybody knows what they're going to be asking. It's like Donna Brazil made a stupid, terrible error in passing that along. Whichever staffer received it uh, should immediately have responded. You no, cannot, thank you. You cannot send us stuff like this. But wh- whatever happened there... It's not illegal. It's not illegal, and it's just dumb and terrible. And uh, I don't... I don't, you lost every debate, and you're still the fucking president. Shut about, uh, shut up about the fucking debates. Right, and the 33,000 emails. But the point that I keep getting to with these things, and the argument that he keeps making is, hey, this person who walks around the woods yeah. now yeah. Um, did some stuff who, who that li- I find... Who lives in disgrace and nobody likes. Yeah. Um, did some things that I find to be morally questionable. Yeah. And despite the fact that I am running the Department of Justice yeah. and have chosen not to do anything about it, yeah. um, and they've been investigated, and the Department of Justice at that time chose not to do anything about it, right. that means I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Because America hasn't murdered her. Yeah. So anything is fair game yeah. until we pitchfork her to death. Right. It's it's like if um, I am on trial for murder. Yeah. And I say, well, the son of Sam got away with like six murders before you stopped him. Right. What what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Fake news media isn't talking about the son of Sam killings. Right. I mean, pretty much everybody across the board can just go like, but OJ. OJ got off. Yeah. I can murder whoever the fuck I yeah. want. Nobody's doing anything about OJ. Yeah. Except you can't. That doesn't, like, for example, if you go into court, like, let's say um, you and I committed a crime. Let's just say. Um, and, I, and I went on trial. Um, they couldn't even necessarily mention you. Right. In that trial. No. Even though we committed the crime together, because whether or not you committed the crime has nothing to do with whether or not I committed the right, crime. Except and that's a scenario where we were committing the crime together. Right. I mean, you do need to recall that I would turn state's evidence and dime on you in a second. No, I... Yeah. So, I mean, I would be spilling all over the courtroom. Right. Which and, Hillary Clinton should definitely be doing to Donald Trump. Right. And I would have you murdered in prison. Right. Of course. But, of course. But of the course. point is, like, we're talking about legislative rules here. Right, right, right. Apples and oranges. Or, or, or like, whatever. Like, judicial rules. Yeah. Uh, the point is that, like... Saying that, like, I can do whatever I want because somebody else did something that I think wasn't great right. um, is, is not right. It's incorrect. It also makes you sound guilty as fuck. Yes, it does. Um, moving right along, most politicians would have gone to a meeting like the one Don Jr. attended in order to get info on an opponent. That's politics. It's not. It isn't, no. Um, there's a very good reason you don't go to that meeting. We talked about it last week a lot. Yeah. 
the reason you go to don't go to that meeting is now because now you have to do whatever Russia wants you to do, mm-hmm. which you seem to be doing. Um, Judge Jeanine Pirro, who is one of the worst human beings alive, um, said that uh, any politician would sell their soul to the devil uh, to get opposition research um, on their opponent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think you're trying to defend Trump, but do you understand how selling your soul to the devil works? Right. When you sell your soul to the devil, he doesn't like give you ev- everything that you want no, it's and then a- says like, Go get him, champ. Yeah, it's um, it's literally called a devil's bargain. Yeah, where the devil comes out ahead. Right. It's a classic monkey paw situation. Yeah. You, the, when you sell yourself to the devil. The only scenario with the devil that works out positive positive is if you challenge him to a violin competition and yep. you win. Yeah. Because it's not a fiddle; it's a fucking violin. Yep. Um, even then, the song is kind of written by a real racist guy. Yeah. But the point is, you can still beat the devil when you're playing violin. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if the writer you, of the song's racist. <laughs> uh, uh, let's move on, because we're, we're, right. we're 20 minutes right in to crazy Trump tweet. Last crazy Trump tweet. Fake news story of secret dinner with Putin is, quote, sick, end quote. All G20 leaders and spouses were invited by the Chancellor of Germany, Press New. And it was sick, in quotes, correct? Yes. yes. Um, again, I'm going to have to assume that by sick... He means awesome. Yeah. I mean, if he put it in quotes. Right. Uh, he can't mean that, like, um, it is ill. No, he means gnarly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think he was like, you know what, guys? I'm impressed. Yeah. I thought I was going to get away with this one, but, like, nope. you guys did it. It's diggity swag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and that basically gets us, like... Uh, that's going to get us pretty much into this week in smoke because right. it, it's one of those things where like I, I want to get I'm going to I'm going to say what I want to talk about um, about that until we get to the part of the meeting. Sure. Because like because I've been going back and forth with it for a while about like how much I should care about this meeting. Um, the the which meeting? The Putin meeting. Two we yeah, the, talk Putin, about. the Putin meeting. Um, but it's one of those things where. Um, it it it's very Kellyanne Conway esque, mm. where she's like, I don't understand why you're mad, mm. even though I just said everything that you, that you even made. though I yeah. yeah, even though I just pretended reality wasn't reality, right. and when you pointed out reality, I said no, reality isn't reality. Right. That that's kind of what he does there. Um, uh, do you have anything you want to add about, or should we just go into smoke? Let's just go into smoke. Um, um, so uh, issue one, we have two different <laughs> meetings to discuss. Yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, the meeting we all we all already know about, which is the meeting that Don Jr. the little the little tête-à-tête he held with now confirmed eight attendees. Yes, um, uh, that same poll that I referenced earlier, fifty-four percent or whatever don't even know that Don Jr. met Russians, right? Yes, yeah, that's that's troubling uh, because he admitted it. He put the emails online. What do you want? So. Um, <clears throat> Though I did, I, I was listening to... They don't believe that he did. Right. I was listening to, uh, uh, I think it was Pod Save the World uh, this week, and I go back and forth on the Crooked Media Empire and Pod Save the World uh, uh, specifically, but um, they did make a point that I thought was very interesting, which is that these days, polling starts to get into uh, team-based responses, 
Like mm-hmm. you were in such a hyper partisan environment. I know what you're going for, so I'm going to answer the question. I know what you're going for, so I'm going to answer the question, not necessarily to what I believe, but to what my team wants. Right. The thing that made me happy is I was looking at like I was looking at the article that ha- that they had written on um on the, on this whole poll thing. Yeah. Uh, and the the number that sticks out, the number that's sexy. Is that eighty-seven percent of Republicans still think Trump's doing a good job? Thirty-three mm-hmm. percent of independents yeah. think that Trump is doing a good job, and that number has steadily declined month over month. Except yeah. it 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 uh, plateaued at thirty-two, mm-hmm. or it, it, it uh, bottomed out, out at thirty-two. Yeah. Now it's at thirty-three. Right. Um, oh, he's turning it around. He's running yeah. the ship. Uh, but it, it got from thirty-three to like thirty-eight, yeah. and then thirty-five, and now it's thirty-three. Um, so you can like. You can lock up that that eighty seven percent all you want, mm-hmm. but the fact that independents are at thirty three, oh yeah, like yeah, he's in trouble. points to a lot of not good. Um, so and he's at eight percent with Democrats, which just means those eight percent of people are lying about being Democrats. Anyway, yeah, continue. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, the guest list. Uh, I'm just going to run quickly through the guest list of this meeting. Uh, we got Donald Jr. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Paul Manafort who I guess was invited by the campaign, but could also have been invited by the Russians. Yeah, who knows? I mean, don't know. Um, Jared Kushner, Rob Goldstone, music publicist and guy who can get you cocaine. Mm-hmm. Renat Akhmetchin, At- Akhmetchin uh, who was trained in Russian intelligence and has been accused in the past of email hacking and corporate espionage. Probable spe- yeah, but by like yeah. Democrats, right? I yeah. mean, it wasn't like anybody who... Sure. Probable spook for hire. Uh, no, I, I specifically, I was... Yeah. Because um, it's by that the dude who's in charge of... Uh, the Republican who's in charge of um, the House thing, Greenlee or whatever. Oh, I, uh, Grassley? Grassley, yeah. I, I didn't read that. I, I read that he's basically been accused of it on multiple occasions. Yeah, Grassley was people. the one who called him out yeah. as a hacker and like person who shouldn't be around. Oh, well. So it's not even like where you're like, oh, but just Democrats are saying that. It's like, no... The guy who knows knows. Yeah. Like. Um, so uh, who else was at the meeting? So that's number five. Number six is Natalia Veselnitskia, a Russian lawyer who worked as a prosecutor for the Russian government before going to private practice with a focus on real estate in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anatoly Semochornov, a former State Department contractor and translator for Natalia. She may not speak any English, which... Again, there were enough Russians in the room that you needed multiple people who spoke both Russian and English, mm-hmm. and you got asked multiple times, have you had any contact with Russians? And you said, no. You did, though. You, but you did. Yeah. Uh, and then, <clears throat> but then, like, just keeping in mind that so far, right? Um, like, Don Jr. went on Hannity right. and said, only this lawyer was there, right? Uh, ignoring these other people, and I would have given you the translator. Yeah, I, I'll throw in the translator for free. Uh, but so far, we have a hacker, right? And, and our last guy. Yeah, we've got a we got the hacker, the lawyer, and Arakli Kavel Adze, who will go by Ike. He we'll goes go, colloquially we'll go. as by he, Ike. We'll go with Ike. He, uh, Ike's, um, 
colorful character just identified, I think, yesterday. He's essentially a money launderer for the Russian government, an expert on moving Russian money in and out of the United States. Um, so Goldstone sets up the meeting. He's a mm. publicist. Just to talk yeah. about how he did the, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the please, laundering yeah, yeah. for a moment. Because um, his lawyer was on saying everything that he did was illegal. Mm-hmm. And technically, his lawyer's not entirely wrong. Uh, but what he did was he set up, he created a company, mm-hmm. uh, uh, International Business Corporations or International Business Creation or something along yeah, those yeah. lines, uh, IBC. Yeah. Uh, and for $350, he would create a corporation mm-hmm. um, in any name that you wanted. Right. Um, for another $450, he would create a bank account right. in any name that you wanted. Right. Um, he did that to the tune of 2,000 times. Yeah. Um, brought through between Citibank uh, and another bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other bank closed down immediately after this whole thing got busted. Right. Um, to the tune of $1.4 billion. Right. And when the Which government... were rubles when they entered the country. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, and when the government came and said, hey, um, who are the other people on the other side of this... Yeah. These corporations, uh, his response was, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, I, I have no fucking idea. Right. Uh, and he may or may not have, but somehow, I have no fucking idea, was an acceptable yeah. response. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is no longer, and the reason that doesn't happen is basically because September 11th came around and they said, hey, if somebody opens a bank account, you need to verify who the fuck that person is. Right, right. Because so, a lot of money, not just terrorism money but a lot of money gets moved through the country in that way terrorism mafia um the u.s dollar is very attractive so you bring in money you put it through a a couple anonymous banking transactions and it's like having a vpn for your computer you just like step it through several transactions everybody takes a cut off the top and when it comes out the other end it's in dollars and nobody knows who it's attached to anymore right now that's a lot harder to do now right so what you find is that people do things like um they'll go to like cash businesses Mm -hmm. to launder money you know um or they'll um or like casinos or casinos uh donald trump has had neither of those um, or real estate. Yes, that's yeah, another yeah, good yeah, way yeah, yeah, of yeah. doing uh, that. R- real estate uh, does a lot of cash transactions, uh, money on the table transactions, um, and it's still one of the uh, few places in the world where you can uh, just have a thing with, mm-hmm. a, with, a, with a, an accruing value and not have that thing necessarily tied to your actual name. Yep. You can create a shell company, and that shell company can buy 10 Manhattan apartments. Uh, so, um, so Goldstone sets up the meeting. He's a, uh, he's, uh, uh, he represents Iman Igalarov, a, um, a Russian kid pop star who Donald Trump has appeared in his videos. Um, Arias is his father. Arias is a Russian billionaire oligarch with strong Kremlin ties because you can no longer be a Russian billionaire oligarch without strong Kremlin ties. He builds buildings and malls and roads and stadiums and universities in Russia. Ike worked for his company. Yeah, senior VP. Senior VP. 
Arias paid Trump $20 million to host the 2013 Miss Universe pageant in Russia, which strikes me as odd. Mm-hmm. Usually, the guy who owns the name pays the people, not the other way around. Weird. Yeah. But, they, but Trump got paid $20 million to bring it to Russia. Yep. Which seems like a lot, but there's been pretty good return on the investment so far, hasn't there? There has. Um, uh, and don't worry about Ike, though, because you're, you're wondering, like, why is Ike there? I mean, yes, he was a money wanderer. Sure. And now he works for a Russian oligarch. Sure. But, like, why was he really there? Right. And supposedly, up until I think today, right. the story was, oh, well, they needed a translator. Right. Um, so I got called, like, the day before. Right. And um, I decided to come. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I will translate. Even though there are other people here right. who speak English and Russian, and there's a translator already here, and I guess I could just go. But since I'm already buddies with everybody. Right. I guess that, I'll stick around. That was also Renat's story. The mm. hacker. Renat's story was that he met up with Natalia that day, and she was like, I'm going to this real important meeting. Can you come and maybe translate for me? Except yeah. the other guy is her actual translator that she's hired. Right. Um, and then today, basically, it came out that, like, he ultimately admitted that, like, look, I was there to represent the interests of, of my bosses. Yeah who have really no vested interest in this, None other more. than they're being sanctioned. Right. And they don't like that. Right. So I'm there to be like, hey, right. don't do that. Right. But I'm not going to ask you not to do it. Right. I'm just there to translate. Right. Um, and about, I guess, like, my overarching thought on all this is... A Adoption is so complicated. It is, isn't it? So complicated to yeah. adopt Russian children. You know what? Here's the thing. Like, I find myself in a situation where, like, I know a lot of parents. Yeah. And a lot of those parents are like, look, we don't want to have kids on our own. Right. And we sure as hell don't want to go to an orphanage here. Right. And we sure as hell don't want to go to an orphanage anywhere but Russia. Right. So please, for the love of God... Can you make it available so we can adopt little Russian babies? We don't care right. what's happening over there. As long as Russian babies are bring, coming this way. Bring them Russian ba Turn that Russian baby tap on and whatever <laughs> sanctions you got to stop yeah. for whatever people murder people in prison. That's fine. That's as long, fine. As, 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 long as I can get some of that sweet, sweet Russian baby action. Ew. Oh, ah, what a terrible thing I just said. Yeah. And the thing is, Putin could have picked, like, fucking anything else. He like, it didn't even make anything. sense no. as an oppositional he kind of thing. He filled his country with his own orphans. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, what are we doing? Like, Are we over here being like, oh, no, I can't get my Russian orphan. Yeah. Like, before, up until now, they were in, like, the fucking candy, candy machine. Like, you, you could get M&Ms or a Russian fucking orphan. Yeah, I, it, it like... This is a weird thing, but like it seems like somebody like the U.S. said we're going to sanction these guys for murdering people, mm -hmm. and then Putin was like, "Oh yeah, well we're not going to export marble notebooks to you guys anymore." Yeah, Ooh. so you'll have to get marble notebooks from other places, right? But not the Russian ones, which are the same fucking marble notebooks as everywhere else, because babies are babies; they don't even speak English or Russian. Yeah, they're just babies. They're just uh, they're babies, and uh, like I, they're genetically engineered. 
to drink vodka better. I admit that. And sure, sure. And I'm, I, I'm, uh, I don't fucking know, man. Like, the whole thing is, like, idiocy. Like, at this point, I don't know what to tell you if you don't see something incredibly sinister in yeah. the idea that a Russian hacker, a Russian government attorney, uh, a, a fucking Russian fucking... What uh, what was the other guy? Jesus Christ! The hacker, the attorney, and uh, the, money the money launderer. launderer. Right, like decided if, to if go you don't see something incredibly sinister in a in in a hostile foreign powers hacker, attorney, and money launderer visiting the fucking son of the campaign, the the campaign chief, and the son in law of the campaign. If you don't see something really fucking weird and sinister there. I don't know what to tell you. The idea that anybody would take this meeting, like all the all the pushback that Fox News is putting on this is insane. It is and it's it's not again, I said this last week, it's not morally insane. Of course it's morally wrong, but it's yeah. not morally insane. It's insane to do this because you play yourself. You set yourself up. All these people are completely compromised now. Everybody who was in the meeting with those people can get spun by those people. Right. One thing that I haven't heard her talk about, the, the lawyer person, or any of the people there, is supposedly the way the story goes is it got set up that she wants to talk about giving you guys dirt. Right. Um, and then they got there, and according to the story, she was like, yeah, no, I, I don't. Right. I don't have anything. I just wanted to talk to you about babies. Right. Um, and, like, why would you set up that meeting... Right with what you believe to be one of the most important people potentially in the world, right. empty-handed, and bring three other people right. with you. Well, I mean, two things about that. Kushner recently admitted that he may have been given a folder by her mm -hmm. of, like, dirt on Clinton, but that it wasn't, it wasn't particularly impressive. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, for him to go that far with that admission is basically admitting that he took espionage. Right. Um, but whether or like whether or not that aspect of it is the case, there are a couple arguments either way. One is like, yeah, everybody's straight lying. They they set something really they set something up in that room. Yeah. Which is what I tend to believe. But even if they didn't, even if everybody's telling the truth. The reason you have all those people, like those those five people meet those three people, is so that the five people can all read the three people on how shady they're going to how gonna shady they can be yeah. with these people. You have the expert in hacking take a read on the hacking end. You have the expert on uh, money laundering read them on how how flexible they are on that. They all take a read and then they all report back. Yep, and then. Uh, See where we went. Yeah, there we we're off to the races. So, uh, in the interest of time, let's fast forward because we still got a lot of stuff that we want to cover today. Oh, yeah. um, All what? right. So, uh, more smoke. We got uh, another meeting. We got another meeting to talk about. Right. So the G twenty is wrapping up, and everybody sits down for a, a private dinner, spouses and uh, leaders only. Uh, though there were some pictures taken during the meeting. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's a, it's a really long table. Right. And earl earlier in the day. One of the most anticipated meetings right. of the year. Hottest meeting of the year. Like, tr top 
top meeting on Spotify right now. Yeah, uh, Trump and Putin got together, yep. supposed to meet for half an hour, did two and a half hours. Yep. Oh, like, man. Yeah. Like those guys. Full spring scene type situation where he yep. just keeps playing. Yep. He doesn't give a fuck. Turn and, the lights out. I don't care. Yeah, and uh, they, um, Trump asked him twice in two different ways about yeah. whether or not he hacked the American election. Right. You can only lie once. Yeah, no. He's, That's the rule. I'm, so. I mean, everybody knows that Vladimir Putin is the subject of a gypsy curse. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he can only lie once uh, to your face. Um, all right. So they have the second meeting. And what happened? They have this like big, big dinner. And Putin is seated next to Melania Trump. There's yeah. apparently an empty seat next to him. Everybody's sitting and eating. And Donald Trump, and if you look at the picture, Donald Trump would have to get up from his seat walk the entire way around this table, which has mm. 40 people at it, mm-hmm. walk all the way around to get to Vladimir Putin's empty seat. And there were translators there, too, so there were probably even more people sitting there. Vladimir, Donald Trump does that, sits down next to him. It's a little a bit like... The, the table is weird. It's wide enough that if you were seated across from each other, you wouldn't be able to really hear people talking mm. left to right so he does that and no one can hear what they're talking about and and, and at this point like not everybody's at the table anymore right. anyway right some people ate and left and whatever yeah. uh so it's sort of a sideline meeting but it's on nobody's schedule nobody put this together right trump just does it he gets up walks over there sits down next to putin and they talk for an hour doesn't bring his translator because Does he that. only brought the one that spoke Japanese, Japanese, because there were only Japanese people at this meeting. Right. Well, of he was 20. sitting. He was sitting next to the Japanese prime minister, prime minister, and, and eventually he, he was like, "Boring." Yeah. yeah, and nobody could get the president of the United States another translator. To be clear, right? Nobody that, could do that. That right. is impossible. It can't be done. So Trump because they had put that guy on a plane who had yeah. spoke Russian earlier in yeah. the day home. Oh uh, yeah, no, they set him on fire. Like once you've. The translators are one use only. And oh, okay. I didn't it, realize It's that. in the translator code. Afterwards, after you get set on fire. Um, so he sits down with Putin. Putin's translator is there. Mm-hmm. Trump is there. Putin is there. They talk for an hour. Uh, again, the reason not to do this isn't that it's stupid or morally wrong or immoral or whatever. You can talk to whoever you want. The reason not to do this is because now the only people who can tell us what happened at this are Russian. Yes, for sure. Yeah, or Trump, who decided that like we didn't care. Yeah, we didn't about this know. meeting. We didn't need to know Trump, that they were Trump has power. burned his credibility on this meeting by not telling us about it. Right, and his his argument basically is. Um, we were just bullshitting. Right. Like just just chatting about Syria. Right. That's the kind of like that's what people do. You have these dinners. And you sit down and you bullshit. Right. I talked to the guy next to me. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Nobody's asking me about that. Yeah. Why is this why is this so relevant? Um and here's the I was thinking back to like because this is a work dinner. Sure. You know? Um that did he that he's at. Um you don't I, I've been to a, bit, a bunch of work dinners, right. and like, you don't just pull a guy aside for like an hour. No. That you met that day, really, 
Well, we can dance around that, but he yeah. met him in 2014. Ofi- officially, he yeah. met him that day and just bullshit for an hour no. about nothing that is, like, relevant. Yeah, no, of course not. And, like, these are incredibly important people as much as we wish they weren't. They ha- Their time is incredibly valuable. Every second that he's doing something is a second that he could be doing a million other things. But also transparency matters, you know? Yes. Like, and... This not is, to him, but... Well, not to him, but that's that's to his detriment. That's obviously, that's also to America's detriment, but it's to his detriment to not tell us about this meeting and to not have a readout of this meeting, to have nobody who can tell us for certain what happened. And quite frankly, Donald Trump's demented. We don't know that he knows. Right. And we've seen situations where he's interpreted the truth differently. Broadly, uh, at least. Yes. And however, the translator may have said it. Right. Because there are certain things that don't translate, and then you just go like, this is what I think he meant? Yeah. Um, just again, in the interest of time, let's, let's move on. Right. I do want to talk briefly about the fact that the White House ethics um, leader left. Uh, Walter, Walter Schaub. Schaub. Yes. Yeah. Walter Schaub uh, quit, and um, uh, he said some things, and then the White House said some things, but spelled his name wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched an interview with him yesterday where it was basically like his first day as not right. uh, the White House ethics person, basically saying that like the White House has made a laughing stock of the ethics department, and it has. We've spoken about it on the podcast before. Sure. Uh, and they specifically focused on his, um, on his uh, financial disclosure. Right. And he's like, look, I've done about 2,000 of these. Right. I'm not involved in all of them, but I've done about 2,000 of them. Right. Uh, and basically, like, you sit down with a person, you ask them a few questions, they fill out the thing, they sign it, and you move on with your life, and right. then we go investigate it. Right. Um, this is the first time uh, the person was there with their lawyer, and the lawyer said, hey, do I have to sign this? <laughs> um, and he was like, well, like, because yeah, the lawyer was like, because technically it's voluntary, right? Like, I don't need to do this. Right. Like, well, yes, it's voluntary, but in order for you to count it, Right. In order for us to count it as a thing that right. like, we're going to count, yes, you do have to sign it. And eventually, they did. Right, sure. um, so uh, the reporter asked them, like, well, so, so you're saying that you can verify everything that's in the financial disclosure. Uh, and the guy's like, I'm going to be honest with you. No. Right. Like, kind of. But we've had rich people here before. Um, but they're all like, owned a company right or they all owned uh like a mutual fund right sure this is the first time that we've had um people who were coming in that were real estate agency like Mm -hmm. real estate folks and we discovered so many shell corporations that we don't know what they do right we don't know why they're there there's just money like there um and so we could verify it as much as like is required by the financial disclosure form. Sure. But um, we're not trained. We don't have the personnel. We have too many people who came in who were all in the real estate industry um, to have any likely chance of being able to really catch anything other than verifying that those numbers match these numbers, but we don't know where they go beyond that. Mm -hmm. Um, Which sounds an awful lot 
like the money laundering guy from the beginning of this story. Right, exactly. About a bunch of shell corporations that don't fucking do anything, that just channel money through them. So don't be fooled by the fact that, um, yeah. that, that the financial disclosure happened because the people who are in charge of reviewing it have told you, don't trust me, trust them, that we don't know what's going on here. Right. And, like, it's also clear that Trump has had Russian ties for years. When Trump went uh, bankrupt for the first time and lost his casinos, he defaulted on so much debt and left so many people holding the bag while he got off scot-free that American investment dried up for him. That's when Russian money started coming in. Right. That's when Russian influence started coming in. And, and the, the important thing, and then we should probably get into Obamacare because we're already like real late into this yeah, episode. Sure, sure. Um, the important thing to remember here is that collusion, it's not about collusion. Like we mentioned collusion a lot and we mentioned like smoking gun and all that. It's, it has nothing to do with whether, like for me, it's highly immoral that he got information from the Russian, uh-huh. potentially got information from the Russian government. The problem is for what? The Russian government isn't, well, the Russian government this week got two things from him, or one thing, and is working on a second. One is the CIA is ending its covert program in Syria, which basically hands Syria to the Russians. Right. And again, like we can, I, I as a as a good darling liberal, liberal can have a lot of problems with the CIA. I have a lot of problems with CIA influence in. Uh, you know, civil war and picking sides and especially because like picking sides implies a binary and usually everybody is some shade of uh, gray in, in, in a war zone, but, but but you could have snuck that one by the way, because it was already a covert operation. Yeah. We wouldn't have fucking known about it. So we wouldn't have known about it if you stopped doing it. You could have snuck that one by, but you didn't. You didn't. And the thing about it is, is it seems like he didn't get anything for that, usually, if you're going to shut something like that down, you see if you can extract can extract a concession from the other side. Right. And you can make the argument that because there's a ceasefire anyway, we don't need to arm anybody because this wasn't, an, this, but this wasn't a contingency of the ceasefire, you know, and the right. ceasefire may not hold. And we definitely don't want uh, uh, the, the the other side to the be other picking side up arms. To be picking up arms, but regardless. So that's good for... That's great for Putin, mm-hmm. and we didn't get something great from it. Except right, but we, that's all we that we... stopped g- doing it. But that's all that we gave up, so that's fine. Uh, n- well, we're planning on returning compounds that we shut down after the Russian hacking to the Russians. In fact, uh, so post, post the hack, um, Obama put in place a ton of uh, direct sanctions against people individuals in Russia, uh, which drives them nuts. They hate it. It's part of the Magnitsky Act. They hate that as well. The, that's the Adoption Act. Um, they, they, uh, the Obama administration realized that uh, there was that sanctions against the government weren't working. Sanctions against individuals, however, were, ve- were, were really pissing them off. So they put more sanctions against individuals in place, but they also closed two diplomatic compounds and diplomatics in quote air quotes because everybody knew that they were spying compounds mm. uh, in America and kicked all the quote unquote diplomats out of the country. 
And this is something the FBI had been ag agitating for for years because it had been costing them so much manpower and time to, to cover these two fucking compounds that everybody was knew was just full of spies. And these compounds were probably directly related to the hack of the, uh, the election. So... Obama kicks everybody out of the country and shuts the compounds down. Russia has been agitating for their return since. Michael Flynn, on his uh, famous phone calls, uh, said those sanctions are coming down, baby. Just hang on until January 20th. And here we are, and they haven't happened yet. And now Russia is mm -hmm. saying, give us the fucking compounds or there will be retribution. Here's the, here's the thing about that, because I understand, like, I understand the argument, but at a certain point, can't you just go, like, okay, well, here's, here's $5 million for each compound. Like, here's $10 million. Like, it's a building. Like, we've already gutted the building. Right. Like. You took, uh, yeah, I mean, you took everything out when you left. Yeah. Like, yeah. what, like, I why is that building so important other than for you to put a bunch of diplomats in it? Or diplomats. Of, yeah, point of pride stuff. Like. Yeah, nobody cares about that. Putin does because Putin likes to flex nuts over people he can flex nuts over. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I, that's, that's a pretty big red line that like, it's if you give those it's back, a, it's a flag. Yeah. The fact that Putin feels like he can flex nuts over something this meaningless is a flag. We should be paying attention to. Yes. Um, we All are right. the 53 minute we mark. 53 minutes. I, and we got to talk about Obamacare. Let, let's go through it very, very quickly. Yes. Uh, all right. So nobody knows what's happening is basically the top line of this. TLDR, nobody knows. Um, right. As of, as of recording, yeah. basically what happened was they said, you know what? Let's, let's put this together where 26 million people are going to lose their health right. insurance. Let's vote on that. Right. Except McCain gets sick and, as, uh, and they have to, they have to pause, hit pause. At that point, Lee and Moran, two Republican senators, say, you know what? Fuck it. We're out. That takes the amount of people who cannot vote yes uh, to four, kills the bill, because you got to get to 50 plus the vice president. You can only lose right. uh, uh, two. So about 11 minutes go by. About 11 <laughs> minutes go by, and uh, Mitch McConnell, living turtle man, says, all right, fine. We'll do repeal and delay. We'll put in a repeal bill. We'll strip all of Obamacare out that we can. It's not a clean repeal because they can't take everything out by the re reconciliation process, but they can take a lot of but it we'll out. We'll do as much damage as we we'll can. We'll take as much of it out, and then we'll delay for two years while we get together and um, figure out the next steps. Because it's now, gone so well over the course of the last seven. Well, not only that, the last time they voted in repeal and delay was 2015. Mm -hmm. They voted for it cleanly to pass, and Obama uh, vetoed it. Yeah. 2015 is two years ago. Mm -hmm. They've had those two years to figure out what they would have passed. Yep. They haven't been able to launch. So that fails. That fails because all three Republican women say, <laughs> no, no, you will uninsure millions. We can't, we can't do that. Trump then starts tweeting that he wants to let Obamacare fail. Just, just one, I, one quick correction. Yeah. There aren't only three Republican women, as far as I know. Or is it? In the Senate. In the Senate? Yeah. It's only, those are the only three Republican women? I believe women? that, is, they're, 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 they're only three. Okay. Um, uh, don't, don't at me, but okay. that's, my, that's my impression. Um, 
Trump tweets, as I have always said, let Obamacare fail and then come together and do a great health care plan. Stay tuned. And Republicans should just repeal failing Obamacare now and work on a new health care plan that will start from a clean, sl- clean slate. Dems will join in. Nah, no, they won't. Nah, brah. Brah won't happen. Um, he also says in an, uh, in an interview that this won't get pinned on me if Obamacare fails. Yeah, you'll own it. You'll own the shit out of it. Um, and and that, that's why I really felt like uh, there was a part of me that wanted to just blow it off because we, mm-hmm. we're, we've gone very far over on a lot of sure, the topics sure, sure. that we're talking about. But that's where um, I get furious that that statement that yeah. um, let's repeal. I'm not going to own it. The Republicans shouldn't own it. Yeah. This is all on the Dems. You run the government right now. Well, Whatever happens is your fucking responsibility. And also, like he's saying, this, this will be a good thing. At the same time, he's saying, I won't own it. Yeah. I won't own it is something you say when something terrible happens. Mm-hmm. You're, you know something terrible is going to happen if you do this. Right, and you're letting it happen. And you're letting it fucking happen. Um, or trying to, trying to incite it to happen. Because um, CBO it, scored repeal and delay. Yeah. And uh, 32 million will lose their insurance over 10 years. 17 million in the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, it... Uh, uh, premiums go up 25% in year one, and half the, indivi- half the nation's population will lose individual, mar- mar- uh, indiv- individual market coverage options by 2020. What that means is if you're a single operator or you are trying to buy your own insurance, if you live in 50% of the country, you can't. You can't do it. You won't be able to do it. Right now, we're flipping our ship because individual counties may lose uh, uh, coverage under Obamacare because the markets are uncertain. Mm-hmm. And who's injecting a lot of uncertainty into them? Well, guess what? 50% of the fucking country would lose. Right. Now, the Republicans will say, we don't want that to begin with. Right. We're confident that we'll place it with something in time. Right. But there's no proof there's no, that that will be the no case. There's no proof. And a lot of this goes into effect year one because insurers flee the market. Yes. Insurers can offer a lot of different types of insurance. They don't have to put their... They don't have to put their chips on failing insurance. They don't have to put it into health insurance. They can put it into life insurance or or car insurance or whatever the fuck they want. They can can restructure and become banks if they want. They don't have to be insurers. Insurance is becoming a bad bet because this fucking clown. It's so fucking unstable. Um, So that's where we stand at this point. Basically, nothing has the votes, but they're still trying. Uh, McConnell's saying next week we're going to vote on, on clean on uh, as clean a repeal as we can with no replacement. A bunch of Republicans are in a room right now trying to hash out getting to fifty on a different plan. What what compromises do we, they need to make on the current on the current dead but not dead bill? It's a nightmare. This has to end one way or the other. It does, uh, and this proves to me beyond a shadow of a doubt. Donald Trump is not the president of all the American people. He's the president of the people that agree with him, and the rest of them can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like, it's a losing hand. I don't see a win for the Republican Party here. But no, they, should, they can just make it so bad for everybody in their loss. Yes. If they really, really chomp down on that. So Yeah. Um, I, um, I just find myself screaming death. Yeah, I'm pretty much screaming death all the time as O'Care dies. All right, uh, so let's get so into our opposite effect. Yeah, our opposite effect for this week. Um, so, 
Uh, it was announced this week um, by the group Air Wars, which mm. is a civilian uh, group of journalists uh, uh, based in the UK who do uh, analysis both on the ground and of uh, reporting to try to get to a, uh, account of, an account of civilian death in war zones. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's, they, they have pretty, you know, good methodology, though nothing's perfect in a war zone. It's very hard to be sure who's a civilian all the time. And obviously, like, there are all kinds of factors that come into play, um, including just access as yeah. well as who dropped that bomb and what effects it had. But uh, and, and before you get into what you're about to say, I yeah. want to point out something very specifically yeah. that a lot of you guys didn't know Dave before this podcast. Right. Like listeners didn't know necessarily his opinions or his critiques and all sure. that. And I want to I want to point out that like I've always been pretty pro Obama. Pro Obama. Uh, um and I mean you've not been anti Obama. You've been in support no, of I, Obama. I would call him the best president of the modern era. Yes. I would also say that damns him with faint praise. Yeah. Um but the one thing that would routinely come up whenever we mentioned him was that you had a serious problem with the fact that he rained death from the sky. Yeah, he used robots to kill people from space. Yeah. Um, you were always morally opposed to that concept, uh, continue to be morally opposed to that concept, and it was one of those things that you had a very, very difficult time yeah, forgiving I mean, and never really forgave. Well, it's something I don't see nuance in. Like, I mean, like, a drone strike against Osama bin Laden would have been fine with me, as was sending in a bunch of people to shoot him in the face. Um uh, though I didn't like that several people standing near him died, some of whom weren't armed. Um, I, if you can determine with certitude that the people you are about to hit with a bomb are going, are all bad and plot and, and, and uh, defined enemy combatants in a war zone. Okay. Otherwise it, you're essentially a murderer. In some it's, degree. it's, 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 it's like anything else in war, you know, like I, I, I'm not necessarily a pacifist. I'm just, the more detachment we get from the like horror of it, the more we're willing to accept certain right. things. And, and, and there's going to be risk by the virtue yeah. of the way war is. There's going to be a certain percentage of risk that certain innocent people may get hurt, but the goal should always be, the as minimum number of people doing it. As possible. And you may even sometimes know that, like, look, this is too valuable of a target to let go. Some innocent people may get hurt, right. but more innocent people will ultimately get hurt in the long right. run. And I, and I would say that, you know, it's known that Al-Qaeda went through... Al-Qaeda has been somewhat resurgent recently, and ISIS has gone back and forth, and there have been wins and losses, right? But it's known that... Al-Qaeda's operational ability was significantly impacted due primarily to drone strikes mm-hmm. um, and, and the people that America killed with those drone strikes. Um, I, primarily I, during the Obama era, during a time when, according to Air Wars, about 2,800 civilians died. That mm-hmm. was over the eight years of Obama. And if we're going to say... Um, you know, the greater good was accomplished there. Okay. But we also have to own those 2,800 people right. and honor them in some fashion. And I don't think we do that, uh, do a good job of that. But we're getting worse. 
Well, when Trump came in, he took the gloves off. And he specifically said he was going to do that. And he used rhetoric like bombing the shit out of them. And Air Wars Now is estimating that in the first six months of the Trump presidency, 2,000 civilians have been killed by uh, American strikes. Some of this can probably be um, attributed to the fact that Mosul got real hot. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is... Reckless. Recklessness, intensity, and a step down of the um, certitude that you need to have in order to pull the trigger, which is something that they put in place. Um, and the, the, I, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before we got on the mics. Mm -hmm. I have a, I think you have to start like not running the numbers is the wrong way to say it because it, it, right. like, that's not what I mean. But, you know, we look at ISIS as our largest, our, one of the most dangerous uh, enemies for America in the world right now. And they are horrific. Right. I don't want to give the impression they are anything other than horrific. But when you look at the damage that has been done to the United States, the number of people who have been killed, because you can't attribute 9-11 to ISIS. No. They weren't a thing. There have been a handful of attacks Mm -hmm. And maybe, what, let's just say 200 people sure. have died. Um, and every single one of those deaths is horrific. And it also overestimated. I highly, highly doubt that the number is actually 200. But for the sake of what I'm, I'm going to say, right. we have killed, in an attempt to avoid those 400 deaths, 4,800 people. 2,000 in the last six months. Right. And at what point do you have to say, like, are we morally questionable there? Right. Well, I mean, I look at it like this. Like, post 9-11, nobody really seemed to have a big problem with completely converting our foreign policy and completely converting our military policy and um, completely refooting our states of emergency, you know, like, um, travel became much, uh, travel changed a ton. Um, the economy changed a ton. Uh, a lot of things were changed because out of the blue, essentially four missiles hit America. Mm hmm. Um, and about 3,000 people died. Well, just reframe, you know, put yourself in another country. When out of the blue, a bunch of missiles hit your country, and a bunch of people die. And some of them were bad, and some of them weren't. In, in the case of 9-11, obviously, like, everybody died on 9-11 was innocent. Like, there was no... Yeah. There was, no, there was nothing good there. But 2,000 innocent people have died. In the last six months. In the last six months. You know, like, those countries are going to start reframing their policies. They're going to start... The, peop the people they're in are going to start viewing the world through that. As right. we did. And we should fight for American lives, and we should fight to protect ourselves, but we should not 
lose our morals in the process. We should not devalue life in the process and not just American life. Yeah, I mean, like, this is, this gets the, like, this gets to much more sincerity than I'm comfortable with normally, but, like, these are people. They're human beings. We are blowing up. I'm, I, again, I'm sure there's a calculation that goes on somewhere that accepts a certain amount of risk. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to make that calculation. But imagine that it's somebody you love who's, like, folded into that calculation and how upset you'd be and, like, what you'd think. Some of those, some of those 2,000 people are children. Some of them, you know, are, are infants. Right, and we've proven that it is, um, it is possible to fight this fight with less casualties than we're experiencing right now, as, as Obama was able to, to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even that was, in many people's opinion, too much. But the fact that we've just, ta- in the taking the gloves off, Yes, we've sped up the battle a little bit, but at what cost? Well, I don't even know if we've done that. Like, it's not. Uh, there's a lot that can be said about ISIS burning itself out, ISIS under attack, ISIS, blah blah blah. Look, you don't you don't put your morality down because you've been attacked. You don't put your morality down because it's inconvenient to you know, the survival of the country or whatever. Like, the country doesn't survive without its morals. Right. Um, and if you put them down in a time of struggle, then you didn't really ever have them. No. Because it's easy to be moral when you don't, when it doesn't get questioned. Right. So, uh, with all that said and the uncomfortable level of sincerity in place, um, we'd like you, you to join us this week in supporting Air Wars. Um, Air Wars, like I said, is the group that is doing um, the uh, monitoring of uh, civilian casualties in these war zones. Right now, they're looking at Iraq, Syria, and Libya. Uh, keep in mind, again, those are the, that 2,000 number just comes from that, those areas. Um, and uh, they accept donations on their website. Uh, so go to please go to Air Wars, A-I-R-W-A-R-S, all one word, dot org. Uh, donate if you can. Um, they're doing important work, shining uh, transparency and highlighting uh, a very important issue that is, if nothing else, I think it is a duty to be someone who witnesses that. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll... Uh Talk to you again soon. See you next week. Bye. Bye.